Hello and welcome to Unions in the UK, a podcast about unions in the UK. My name is Henry, pronouns they, them, and I'm here with... Uh, I'm Corey, my pronouns are she, her. Very cool. How are you doing, Corey? What's been going on? Uh, yeah, not so bad. Just been, you know, steady away with this strike ballot that's still going on. Uh, hosting, uh, I did four Zoom meetings over two days for people. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> to yeah yeah like the the PCS gave me um, for the branch like a Zoom subscription like a proper one. Oh my god! Yeah, so we get like a little um, like when you send out the meeting, it does like the the URL has PCS in it, which I really love, and you can hold the meetings as long as you like. So I've just been holding loads of them. Um, yeah, like I've just been organizing that. Um, it's always surprising how many people think they can vote for a strike ballot online. Like, oh yeah, oh for sure, yeah. for sure. Like we were talking to someone today, um, like one of one of my colleagues on the branch executive. We were sort of reaching out to to people in the workplace, uh, just being like, hey, you know, have you voted? Have you got any questions? Anything we can help with? Do you need a replacement ballot? That kind of thing. And someone genuinely tried to blag to her, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I've I've done that. I voted online." And like we we're like, "No, oh. no, you haven't. No, you haven't." That's so embarrassing. <laughs> I've genuinely got like such fuck. I'm blushing so bad for for that person's fucking attempt. Oh no! Like they just they just wanted to awkwardly brush us off, or like and like never think about it again. And that's. You know that's just... that sucks, but ultimately that's their choice. But they fucked it up. They whiffed it. Like they whiffed it bad. <laughs> they, they need to prepare next time. Like they need to, you know, they need to get involved with the union a bit more to find out more stuff, so then they can blag yeah. not doing anything for it. Like... They need to, yeah, they need to come to one of my Zoom meetings so they know what I'm asking people to do to to go on strike, uh, so they can ignore it. Like. You know, you, you've got you've got to read my emails to be able to ignore my emails. I just like why are people <laughs> paying whatever a month to just not do anything? I don't fucking understand. Well, because people see it as insurance, don't they? Like that's a, been a. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's like a lawyer. It's a big lawyer for most people, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and like that's been a problem with how trade unions are discussed and introduced. Like for years, it's, it's I mean, actually it's, it's a problem with how some of them act. It's like... also a problem with how some of them act. But like, it's one of the things that the organizing training that I went through actually um, at, like talked about, like you don't want to say the union's insurance because it's not insurance. It's not a big lawyer. It's you and your colleagues and your coworkers like all coming together to address like the power imbalance in the workplace and improve things. Like it's not for sure. That. But yeah, on the subject of organizing training, like, like what have, what have you well, been up to? What have I been doing? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned last time. Um, is it appropriate to mention? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am now the 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 branch secretary secretary for for my um for my for my union. So that's pretty fun. Hell yeah! I've got I've got uh three emails um, because I'm uh broken inside and I love to collect emails. Um, if anyone's listening who works in Manchester University, hey, hit me up. Uh, <laughs> gotta <laughs> trying to do something here. Don't quit, please. I know, I, I know you want to, but I need. <laughs> we need to do something. Um. Anyway, yeah. that's that's that aside. Uh, in terms of um, do union stuff. Um, minus that, I've been. Well, I mean, are you? balloting period is i should know this i'm pretty sure it's over or at least we passed the threshold where votes are no longer safe <laughs> because of um mail issues yeah uh, i should really know that but I, I i once i did all my phone banking uh i had to step away because mm. i i got i got ill and then yeah. um and then my eye decided to fail me yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah it'll, it'll, they'll they'll do that his eyes yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah like there's there has been like a general problem like i've found with like clarity with eyes failing with eyes failing so yeah 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 
but we're, like with clarity from the union on like when specific deadlines are for like posting and stuff oh like no so it, like that, I, but i know that's ta- i know that's like tactical of like a, we don't want to tell you like this because then it might it might still get here a bit quicker than we're expecting it to sort of thing um i i'm just gonna say yushi's been very clear uh i've just been <laughs> a bit out of it <laughs> in the last couple of the last week or so of it Oh, um, uh, yeah, you, so you see, put out a a, a thing uh, on the fourteenth of October saying, "Vote yes by Monday or forever accept loss." So yeah, yeah. Um, Monday the seventeenth uh, is was the closing. I think. I think. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and we're finding out results on Monday, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, so that's that's me falling off because I was ill, um, not due to stress either. Sinusitis, by baby, <laughs> classic. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I've just been trying to organize my workplace for IWW. Uh, speaking of which, mm. what were we talking about last week or the week before? Uh, I've lost track I mean, of time. <laughs> we did actually talk about it last week. Uh, that's what sort of confused me about when you messaged me the other day, being like, oh, are you free to record this week? And I'm like, but we recorded last week. And we recorded last <laughs> week because we fucked up. So we had to like, yes, yeah. record uh, and release in the same week, which is not something that that we we would prefer to do. But <laughs> time makes fools of us all. Um, it does, it does. We were talking about, oh, yeah, sorry, we were talking about organizing uh, a workplace, about what you need to do yeah. when you want to join a union. Well, not necessarily, you know, someone specific, what Debbie needed to do. Oh, uh, what Debbie do. Um, what Debbie do. And you know what? It went fairly well for Debbie. She has she has created um, a people Soviet uh, up in uh, Westminster. Um <laughs> you know that that really mm-hmm. everyone knows that place. Mm-hmm. Um, West Chesterton Field, Vilture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like the the People Soviet is west of West Chesterton Field, Vilture, is doing incredibly well. Well done, Debbie. Um, this week we're we're going to be dealing with a <laughs> an alternate, uh, a, a new worker. Uh, I mean, as of today, uh, the day of recording. Mm. Uh, a certain someone might need the work. <laughs> um, today we're recording on the day that uh, uh, Prime Minister Liz Truss has stepped down. Um, f- uh, after, what is it, the shortest period? Whatever, I don't give a shit. Yeah, but like- <laughs> four, four, 44 days in office, the shortest period of uh, any serving Prime Minister. Um, we love a uh, uh, it's 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 the it's the move of someone who's incredibly lazy, and I, I love that for her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Bye. Yeah, she's yeah, she's get that. quiet quitting on the country. Quiet quitting very loudly <laughs> on BBC News. <laughs> she's just very good at it. She's quiet quit- quitting is, yeah, yeah, so yeah. effectively. It's it's become loud. Yeah, yeah, it's quite impressive. But she needs the work now. Um, and we're going to be teaching her how to organize today. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Corey and I have both gone through our um, organizer training for uh, our, our, our respective unions. Yeah, so you went um, through... Or respectful. Is it respective or respectful? It's respective. So you went through you. yours... Um... Do you want to say which organization you did yours with? Or? Yeah, yeah. So I did mine with IWW, okay. uh, and it was good. It was like a, a multi-week thing. Um, it was very cool the way that they'd done it, because the idea was between each session, you'd be doing some of the work and then coming to the next session with like f- like your your progress and like addressing any issues that have raised up and stuff. It was, very, it was, it was done in a really cool way. Yeah. Um, uh, the only issue it went over like six weeks so uh yeah um, but no it was it was it was it was really good yeah. um, i i did mine similarly over six weeks with uh organizing for power which uh is was uh, organized through the Lo- rosa luxembourg institute 
and Who's that? <laughs> Rosa Luxemburg. Oh, she, she, she's just some guy, you know. She's just some, <laughs> just some guy, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, it's based on the organization techniques and writings of uh, Jane McAlvery, who is an organizer and campaign strategist from the US. It was like a big multinational group. So there were like people in Slovenia who were organizing their union. Uh, there are people in the US. There were people from Africa, South America. It was really cool to see That's like really how. Fucking cool. Yeah, it was fucking dope. Um, but because it was so massive, um, we didn't get to focus quite so much on the go away, do some of the work, come back with problems. It was it was a little bit more theoretical. Uh, I yeah, and I, and I, I guess like the issues based on the country's respective laws. Yeah, that that well, that was the thing. Is like there's a lot of the the techniques that that exist in Jane's work uh, are universally applicable. Sure, yeah. Like, because one, because the sort of two case studies that she brought as, like, examples, one was, like, a uh, teacher's union strike in Chicago, I think, uh, and the other mm. was organising hospital workers in in Germany. So, like, cool. you know, it was, it was still, like, she did try and apply it across different places and it, it works still. Um, nice. And I, I still went away and did some of the work and, like, came back to the little WhatsApp group for my training session being like, I tried it, I tried it out! And everyone's just like, oh, how'd, how'd it go, how'd it go? And I'm, you know, like, it went, went like, a little bit badly because I don't really know what I'm doing because it's my first time trying it sort of thing. <laughs> like, yeah, like, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, like it was still still really good. There was still like practical stuff in sort of like role play ways. Like everyone yeah. loves a role play. Um, yeah. Like unironically, I do think there's a lot of value in role play. Like people get quite bogged. no, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred. People get quite bogged down and quite down on it and be like, oh, it's pointless. And it's like, it's not pointless if you actually use it to properly simulate what you'll be going through. Um, yeah. And like you know, there's there's. Um, you know the the World Transformed Festival in in um, the UK it tends to sort of um, be a bit more like the radical edge of lefty organising in the UK. Just a group that do basically leftist politicking in various ways, um, and like one of the groups that I'm aware of turn up there. Um, is uh, Red Plenty Games who do role play games like tactical role playing? Oh, cool. uh, yeah, they'll like give give groups like scenarios where they've got to like take organizing demands to councils and like role play it out and stuff like that. And it's like, <laughs> really yeah, yeah, it's cool. really fucking cool. It's organized in part by uh, Kate Milburn who wrote Generation Left. Yes, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and knows knows um alice is on the <laughs> yeah he's on he's in, the, he's the, in the, tub, the, thumping tub thumping because i can't escape i can't escape chambalamba that's because fucking <laughs> people in the the faces of leftism in the uk have been the same people for the first fucking like god knows how uh, long you well like, yeah right. but that's because like that's that's a societal issue where the left got crushed in in yes, the yeah, late, definitely. late, uh, like in the 80s, um, and why what happened? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing happened, um, nothing happened Whoa. at all, like just nothing staring happened. into space. Like, so let's get back to it. Uh -huh. Liz, Liz has got a lot on her plate now because she's speaking of the scenarios that Debbie was faced with, uh, last week or the week before, um. Liz is in a situation where she's going to have to organise her own workplace a little bit here. She's got a lot to contend with. Mm. Um, so, but she's 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 found herself in a workplace. She's kind of lost as to where to even start. Um, yeah, she's got she's got no solidarity among her work colleagues. Like they're not they're not coming together to present issues to improve things. 
you know, she it's... doesn't even know their names. <laughs> like, <laughs> she just nods and says, "Morning, evening, bye." To them, that's it. <laughs> Happy Friday. Have a nice weekend. That's all she's done. TGIF. That's it. TGIF. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess that's raising the first thing that's involved in organizing. Please get to know your coworkers as a bare minimum. It is, it is kind of important that you know the people you're organizing with, even if it like this is this is a preface to the getting to know your coworkers. Just get to know them as people. Be personal, ball with them, like, and and that's very very difficult because I know a lot of us are terminally online. <laughs> um, to organize your workplace, you do need to speak to people, especially you, Liz. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I've I've when... personally found that really difficult because I I sort of am I'm of the mindset like I I clock in I do my hours I go home I don't want to think about work I don't really want to uh, want to do work after hours if I can avoid it yeah like I've got my own projects yeah. I've got my own life going on and it means that I I can struggle to make that connection with with people and it's something that I'm constantly working on. It is, it is something that I'm also crap at as well, because <laughs> I too turn up and go into this, this kind of fugue state <laughs> where throughout the day I'll alternate between doing my work and looking at Twitter and the world imploding on itself and then doing my work again. And then all of a sudden it's like quarter to four and I start my routine of finishing for the day. I, I start at eight and finish at four, just so everyone knows. <laughs> I'm not just clocking off an hour early. <laughs> If you, if you were, it'd be real cool. It would be really cool, but unfortunately, <laughs> the fugue state only wakes me up just in time for the end of the day there. So, yes, um, find out who you work with. You can't organize if you don't if you don't know anyone. You, um, it, it, it's good to know as well a little bit about them in relation to themselves personally and also in relation to their work. So how long have they been working there? How connected they are to the company? What's their role in the company? And that's an important one. Uh, it's good to know who is a worker versus who is a manager versus who is a besties with the, the, the boss down the road or who is like actually married to the chancellor of the university, for example. Just like things like this. Like it, It's good to know people for good reasons because you want to help them and also to be aware of who might potentially be a problem and quite often there's not that many people who are problems but it's again good to good to know this yeah a lot of uh, a lot of it as well is is knowing who you can sort of go into detail about union stuff with later on exactly, like yeah, yeah. like knowing um like in in my workplace there are managers who are part of of the the union there are people who are like uh, even higher than that who are part of the union because of how like the executive structure works and sure. people are like promoted from like there's a lot of internal promotion in these sorts of departments so you know um you end up with like managers and and uh, team leaders and group managers who are part of the union and it sort of makes them a little bit safer to talk to in terms of like a yeah i'm I'm doing this union work. This thing is happening. Uh, you need to sort of give me time and space to do that. For sure. I I, w for sure. I still wouldn't like. I they're not like people that I would um, organize with because they're not that safe. But knowing that they're safe enough to be like, yes, I am doing union stuff. Le leave me be. We, we talked about this, I think, in the first episode where we were talking about how managers relate to the... I mean, quite, quite like, they're in a weird position where they do have responsibilities of workers, but they also have a responsibility to make sure... To, to manage you and to make sure that you are doing the labor you are required to do sort of yeah. thing. Uh, and so they exist in this weird middle space. But because of that, they quite often take whichever one gives them the good money and that's often the manager responsibilities yeah it's um, it's whichever one suits them in the moment um they yeah. they are incredibly susceptible to like the, those kinds of pressures which 
you know make make sense that's not like a a, a burn on them like ah oh, like in in no, their no, no, in their position i would be different i'm simply would yeah, be better yeah, yeah. fucking wouldn't be um, like yeah. that's not it's how it works I deliberately do not want to be a manager yeah like. exactly like because it puts you in the position where you, you have to be that person yeah yeah uh, and like uh, as well as that on the flip side managers do so desperately want to be liked mm. um sometimes because they know of their position uh and sometimes just because they, they that's who they are as a person they just want to be liked um so th- they can often provide uh a decent they could be a, a good ally to have yeah but i wouldn't necessarily rely on them and like yeah. This is where mine and your union differ. At least one of my unions and yours differs. Uh, managers are not allowed because of this relation they have to to labour in the workplace. Yeah, it's that's um, a that is a really interesting thing. Um, like to consider whether whether having manage people who have management responsibilities at all weakens the union. Um, I, I think is a really it's a solid argument to make. Honestly, I don't. I don't really yeah. have um, <laughs> have have a position where I can say <laughs> yeah, no, it's I, definitely not because it because it is because you do have to think about like what managers do and the pressures that they're under and things like that, um, which has advantages and disadvantages. Like, especially in like public sector and charity sector mm. stuff, that every every fuck is a manager. Like yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah. It, it, even like. You'll find like someone's been in the company for a year and now they're a manager, sort of thing. Like it's every everyone's line managing someone else, and it's very, it's very tricky. Yeah, um, to and like pick that a little bit in terms of like management responsibility and stuff. Like, like where do you draw the line on that? Where does that come in? Like, is yeah, yeah. What is a what is a uh, what is a someone who is responsible for your your, your labor sort of thing and like versus like i guess the, the first one coming to mind is project manager because they're mm. not really managing people like yeah but they are but under they, they very still... similar pressures to to yeah, traditional yeah, man- to people managers because they have that sort of relationship that closer relationship with like the executive sides um because they're, they're the ones who have to listen firsthand to the nonsense plans and come up with yes, an idea yeah. of how to make them even remotely feasible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, again, don't envy that position. That's why I don't want to be one. Yeah, no, it, it seems <laughs> it, it seems untenable to me. Like it seems like you you are you are forced into adopting the management side on stuff because that's your job. It's like HR as well. Like HR. Yeah. yeah if you're ever if you're ever in a meeting with hr there hr are not your friend they're not on your side no. they're there for the company that's their job human resources as in you the human are a resource mm. to be managed that, 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 that's what it means it's not it's not human as in humane it's human as in that is something to exploit <laughs> um, um so yeah good to know your workers uh good to know what issues they have uh how they relate to the company things like that and also just be friends with them or at least cordial with them mm. you can have a laugh with them uh you can you you'd feel comfortable meeting up after work with them sort of thing um uh, and and this this can kind of help you with what i'm going to talk about in this next section uh and and part of this is related to this next section and that is mapping and gathering information uh, to understand the workplace. So we've talked briefly about getting to know people. That's your social mapping. Who are the employees? Who are the managers? What department or team are they in? How do they relate to one another? Things like that. Uh, and again, gathering this gather information part, it's good to have things written down. It's very good to have things written down. Um, not on a work system. Do, do not write them down not, and not save hate. them on the work system. Uh, I have a story about that, not <laughs> relating to me, but relating to the person who gave us training. Um, that, of course, they, they, it feels like they were deliberately picked because they have this horror story, but uh, I'll get to that in a second. Um, but identify your um, social leaders. So these are people who will often organize pub trips or like 
games nights or something. Like if someone's if someone is like very gregarious in the that's a good word. I I got it. Uh, if someone's like uh, and very outgoing and stuff, they they they're usually going to be the type of person to be very handy for you in organizing. Mm. Um, it, like it, it's a lot it's a lot easier and, and social leaders it's kind of an icky way of putting it but it's like it's a they're handy people to have on board because they're incredibly likable sort of thing um and they also can rally people to do stuff which is very handy in a union where uh one of the main issues i've come into a little bit is apathy <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that, that's your social side of the mapping um and there are resources to do that um, out there, I, I I was given my own from IWW, uh, and then there's the physical mapping. Where do people sit in relation to who? What areas are occupied by who? Are there any congregation spots, coffee tables? Where do people take breaks? Where are their cameras if you want to do anything fun? <laughs> <laughs> um, where are the boss's office again if you want to do something fun? Where's equipment stored if you need access to stuff? Um, things like this. Um, and, and and that is again it's uh, it's good to draw out a map yeah um, so, so like a, an actual go on sorry yeah i was gonna say i just i want to talk a little bit about this because it's one of the things that i found uh a bit difficult with the organizing training and a bit with um like how how you imagine a union organizing because um, this is really important, like knowing these things is really important, but there doesn't seem to be anything that I've come across that accounts for the fact people are now working remotely. Yes, and that is one issue that was raised during our training as well. Um, there are ways that you can communicate, communicate with people away from prying eyes of managers. Mm. It quite often involves... Uh, making a WhatsApp, but that's kind of tricky because you're asking people to go out of their way to join something that they wouldn't normally join, mm. which is a, a tricky... I mean, like, you can you can say, like, hey, I've created this WhatsApp chat for, like, in my case, for the developers uh, to just, like, shoot the shit and stuff and, you know, not necessarily talk about work, but you can do a little bit of ranting about work if you really want, but just so that they have that space away from people who are separate from the boss um, to, to to be able to build that rapport and to also, you know, in, in, in case you need to, be able to organize uh, stuff or at least bounce ideas for that sort of thing. Um, it, there are ways of doing it. It's not, it's not, not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of this stuff, it, it's, it's taken for a given that you're going to be face to face, but yeah. we, we don't live in that world anymore. Um, yeah, and that's that's as I say a bit of a difficulty that I've found with with tr- like traditional organizing techniques is that it, it doesn't account for for the way things are now. It's um, a thing that you all often find on the left more broadly and in trade unionism. It, it does feel almost like you're fighting the last battle. You're not fighting the one you're fighting now. You're fighting the the last one you had, kind of thing. Yeah, sure. And yeah, yeah. I think I think that's um, potentially um, a, a real weakness and something that something that you should you should consider when you're organising is. You need to be the ones putting the boss on the back foot. You you can't be letting them sure. constantly dictate the terms of engagement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because otherwise, you're just going to be defending yourself the whole time mm. um, and kind of not making any progress, which is frustrating. <laughs> um, so, uh, and I've added this note here: uh, store this information securely, hidden away from hostile eyes. <laughs> uh, the guy who's giving us the, the training had a horror story where a lot of this stuff was being kept just on his work computer. Uh, and of course, like, they suspected him of doing union organizing. Um, oh, I, he, he left. I, no, I think he, he was suspected doing union organizing. They just so happened to be taking the computers away to be to put to have managed software put on them. Um, and, and, and I think I'm telling the story right. Watch me have butchered the story. But <laughs> they found all of it. 
Um, they found every single bit of it, which of course put them at uh, quite a dramatic advantage. Um, and puts you at risk of losing your job. I know it's illegal to be fired for doing union organizing, but it doesn't mean that they won't try and do it. Like, um, if they, if it's not outright firing you, then giving you less work to do, eventually making you um, redundant, uh, or moving you to a different department, or, or, or anything like that. Anything that, that, that looks less suspicious than just outright firing you. Whatever, they'll do it. So, um... Keep it securely hidden. <laughs> um, not so secure that other people can't actually use it, uh, but yeah. secure enough that that you have it not on a work computer. Yeah, like pa- password protect it if you absolutely have to put it on a work computer. Um, Cause that at least puts a bit of a barrier in. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so you've, oh, I guess Liz, in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's met everyone in the workplace. She loves them all. She's actually she's she's one of the quote unquote social leaders. Actually, she's um you know being being ex prime minister, uh, and, and it's weird because you know during her tenure as prime minister, she wasn't the best for words, um, and for for like her uh, her grandiose speeches. But all of a sudden, she's in a sway. Um, she she's doing she's doing wonderful work. We don't know what company that this, this is she's working for, but that's fine. Um. Uh, I've been watching a lot of The Office recently, so I like to imagine she's selling uh, paper. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So once you've gathered a decent bit of information, um, it's also good to start building a bit of an organizing committee. You can't do all this by yourself. I mean, you can do bits of it by yourself, but once, once you reach a certain point, you, you're going to need help from this. And it's kind of the point to get other people to involved in this as well. Um, you're going to want to start building this organizing committee and recruiting people to it. But how do you do that? Is that not really scary? Do you have to speak to people? God forbid. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> uh, in fact, you have to have... Quite often, lots of one-on-one conversations. Uh, yeah, one-on-one and, and conversations are sort of the gold standard. Um, talking to people, um, like, directly really, really helps. Like, obviously, the the big meetings and, like, email newsletters and things can be really useful for, like, generally getting ideas out there. But to, like, really connect with someone, it like, one-on-one is, as I say, the really the gold standard yeah 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 um uh there there, i mean like uh it's tricky there's an argument to be made about not making it clear but you don't want to trick someone into coming to meet you one-on-one and talking about union stuff you you do want to make it clear that that you know are you free after or during work at some time so we can talk about work or something like that yeah you don't want to you don't want them feeling um like i mean potentially as well if they're on like on the fence about this sort of thing you don't want to make them feel uh, betrayed yeah. by by you or anything you also don't want the opposite uh, and something that we were warned to be careful about you don't want them to think it's a date <laughs> <laughs> apparently that is an issue people have had quite a bit oh no where, where they've like do you want to meet after work and and talk about work wink wink and the other person's gone, yeah, yeah, I want to do that. And the other person <laughs> thought it was a date, and the other person pulls out a spreadsheet and starts talking about oh, union oh, shit. No! So. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just be aware. Yeah. Um, but, like, those conversations... Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> I was just going to say, just finish the thought. Some people might see it as a date. Yeah. Be aware that you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, this is where those... Um, the social leaders come in really useful because yeah. they can in, they can obviously introduce you to people and then you're not some stranger um, just coming in and talking to someone like almost sure. at random or if like you know someone who knows one of these social leaders and you want to get in with them talk like like having them introduce you kind of thing really really useful sort of thing yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and again, you you'll probably need a lot of one-on-one conversations to help people in. One to initially 
you know, highlight these issues at work. Because quite often people will be in the state where it's just a job. I go in, fugue state, clock out, get money. That's what everyone else does. That's the, that's our lot in life. You do that. You, you you quite often have to introduce the idea a couple of times for it to stick. Yeah, and it's really um, amazing what people will adapt to and will think of as, as you know normal or at least it's not as bad as such a place or such a thing oh christ like, yeah. it's, it's I, I mean britain is the country of britain is a country of at least it's not as bad as x like that yeah, is, yeah that is everyone in this country like yeah it's internalizing that things could be worse so hard that it's forgetting things can be better as well yeah god um as as the as the song goes if they if just as an aside if they use that during a general election campaign if 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 the big labor party decides to use things can only get better <laughs> i'm going to strangle someone oh <laughs> uh, no they uh, might they're gonna be like meta about it and be like the tories couldn't be worse like that's true like yeah, like true. the they they understand that 1997 happened uh, they just think they're living through 1997-2 in a lot of ways. So, like, they're, <laughs> they're just doing the knockoff... part two. Yeah, they're just doing the knockoff sequel stuff, so it's not going to be things can only get better. It's going to be they can't be any worse kind of thing. I wonder how you could turn that into a... I bet there's a song for Oh, there will be. Equally B, B, C, D, D tier or D list bands that a, no one's heard of. A since D ream list. A D D D ream list. D ream tier. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to bring up the big L, but uh, yeah, yeah, we we are not ta- we're not talking about uh, political parties unless it can be avoided. I'm I'm, I'm yeah, setting that but, fucking uh, line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, lots of conversations with people. Um, uh, and. Uh, so this is this is kind of a quote that we were given that that helps you kind of understand um, people's response to it. So they'll uh, and I'm gonna butcher this and butcher it some more when I try and explain it. So people will be divided into those who know the union, those who hear the union, and those who need to see the union. And that is uh, a quote describing people's um, response to union activity there are some of those who just need to know about the union and they'll 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 be happy to join some of those will need to hear good things from other people from the union and there's some of those who need to see the union doing good things before they join um so you, you you'll usually get a read off people um i mean quite often you'll hear oh i was in a union but they did nothing good for me or anyone else mm. so i left uh, there'll be those who, oh yeah, I heard dodgy things about it though, and they were doing this, that, and the others, and the others um, will, again, just need to know about it before they get involved. Um, that I just I had that quote. I thought it was interesting. It might be. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, another note I put in here, and this is especially in regards to my organizing for IWW. Don't just recruit leftos. Like. It's. I mean, they can be very handy. Like, definitely get them. Definitely get them. But remember, you're organizing, at least for my union, you're organizing the working class, not the left sort yeah. of thing. And um, like the this, path of least resistance. Oh, oh I was just going to say this sort of um, applies for like any sort of campaign stuff that you're doing, as well as like generally organizing and getting a union together. If you're running a campaign, you don't just want to preach to the converted you don't just want to reach out to the to the like union activists to get stuff done because they're already on board they're already doing it they're already doing it like like yeah you, you're almost you're almost wasting your time <laughs> going back to them yeah. uh, you're not wasting your time because what you do with them is you recruit them into set into into uh getting in touch with other people with doing other stuff that they're not already doing but you can't. They are like they're a group of people who like the best thing they can do is yell about what they've already been doing, rather than like uh, approaching them, expecting them to do 
what you would expect any other member to do because they're already activists sure. they're already involved yeah um and, and, and again i've put here it also leads to complacency um, mm. you, you you kind of rely on the same people it leads to complacency and lead leads potentially to, i mean this is inside leads to burnout like if you if you're just leaning on the same uh people over and over again they're, they're gonna get shattered yeah um which is like a, a problem mm-hmm. um is uh, as well like you you, you should just definitely tackle your um fear of talking to non-radical people it's gonna be rough not gonna lie <laughs> like it will be rough it's it's um there are there are people who will have some takes that are not wonderful um but it, it, it pe- these people are, are are all equally as affected to uh by the the company's shitty policies or dodgy ideology or whatever um and a, a bad take can be a good one at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's kind of tricky because you don't want to, you don't want to like, you don't want to cause harm to the other workers in in this coalition or this this organizing committee that you're building. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to exclude people to be harmed as well. Um, there, there, there is most likely going to have to be some discussions to be had for sure. Um, it's a tricky one, but doesn't mean you should just ignore that. <laughs> um, that is to say, if someone's being directly hostile to other members, fuck them. <laughs> like, yeah, just like absolutely. Yeah, you don't yeah, like don't have to deal with with people who are being hostile just because they're they're part of the union. Like, there is there is a level to which you you need to handle a degree of like interpersonal issues like you're not going to be friends with everyone like like the big caveat of like the earlier parts about getting to know people in the union and to organize with the big caveat of that is you're not going to get on with all of them you're not going to click with all of them and that's fine um but if they're actively being a prick if they're actively making people unsafe if they're actively a problem then yes. what they are is a barrier to solidarity, not 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 someone who's taking part in it. And um, like I think a really interesting example in this is if you look at like online forums, um, if you sort of look at the way some of them are moderated, where it's like, well, we've got to sort of let everyone be part of this because you know we're one big community all organized around this shared interest sure um like a lot of people are like oh you know we gotta we gotta just deal with with the dickheads because there's dickheads everywhere sort of thing but it's only when you get rid of them do you see like uh much much more vibrant community much more engaged with one another um yeah. and yeah that's that's the line you've sort of got to walk with this kind of thing as well of people people you work with should be involved and should feel welcome if they're making other people feel not welcome they are a problem that has to be addressed yes yeah yeah um uh, and, and so the hopeful thinking uh, the most hopeful they are unaware of the damage they're causing and just need that pointed out to them. Worst case scenario, they're they're just being horrific because <laughs> they 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 hate a minority or they hate like they they're just being dickheads like and and they they're ultimately harming the workers of which you're trying to organize. That they're, they're not helping. Get them out. Get them gone. Um, yes, and that that is that, again not an easy step. Like uh, again, you're, you're dealing with people, and people are complicated. That is not to say that I am not complicated. <laughs> like I can be as irritating as anyone else. <laughs> mm. I thrive on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's it, it's going to be tricky, um, especially all kinds of not to get in 
engage in fucking personality types, but people with different personalities <laughs> will clash. We're not, we're not uh, doing I, I will... fucking personality typing. We're not doing it. No, fucking hell. No, we're not, because it's, it's fucking nonsense. Um, <laughs> yes, so... Um, and then it's a process of uh, what was called in our training AEIRU, which is agitating, educating, inoculating, organizing, unionizing. What does that mean? Doing things like um, explaining why certain, like, or like at least covertly introducing ideas to people through um, your organizing. To help them understand things that the, the, the way the, the way you're responding things or the way that that you, you the way that you successfully deal with problems in the workplace uh, unions are and should always be educational um, they, they should be there to, to help teach people how to organize and how to uh, spot things um, in the workplace um, so yeah, that that is an important part of it. Inoculation is um, how to spot uh, things that the workplace is doing deliberately to union bust. Uh, doing things like, uh, I mean, Royal Mail, for example, threatening to cut ten thousand jobs um, and blaming it on the strike. That is that is, uh, I mean, pretty effective <laughs> union busting. But like union busting, nonetheless, it implies that the reason that they're, they're doing so bad is because people on strike and not that they were doing badly before people went on strike. Yeah. Uh, or b- before there was union activity sort of thing. Um, so th- there'll be a lot of that, especially when um, you are a threat. There will be a lot of that. Mm. Um, yeah, this is... In in our training, this is sort of what we address with role plays, like, like um, thinking through what those problems are going to be what what um issues people are going to have that you need to inoculate them against talking those through with other organizers and yeah i just just to toot the little role play horn again <laughs> <laughs> role play is very handy yeah. what um what we were given in our training was a load of um example emails that the uh, a workplace had sent to everyone in in the workplace um to kind of trick you or to make you feel not worth it to join a union so they'd say things like oh you know like uh union dues that that's a lot of money that you could use to buy pizza at the end <laughs> of the week you know you could better you, you save that up you could get a playstation times are tough at the moment <laughs> you don't want to be spending all that money on a union who'll make decisions for you you don't want that you want to make your own decisions like buying the pizza or the playstation uh, and it's always that twist. It's always yeah. the the t- it's always that the unions there to take away your autonomy. They're going to turn you into a cog in the machine. But me, the employer, me, I'm actually the good guy here. I'm giving you freedom. And, uh, I, the and corporation, am your friend and family. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, and it, it's always that they will always um, say the opposite of what is true. Uh, in a way that that and quite often i mean depending on how uh feral they are and they will go there uh, is they'll start playing up to british values or american values or mm. or insert country here values or or whatever and like yeah. you know they they're, they're trying to they're trying to make us look bad we're we're britain we've got to we've got to you know stiff up a lip we've got to battle through these difficult times you can't just <laughs> throw a strop every time something bad happens and that will appeal to a lot of brits but mm. that will like yeah yeah, yeah uh, a specific like, weakness to that kind of thinking yeah but like one of the ways that you you inoculate against that that um oh the union just want to use you they want to make decisions for you it's the in the language you use about how you talk about the union you don't want to talk about the union when you can avoid it it's you and your co-workers it's you and your colleagues it's your your colleagues in this department were doing this your co-workers in this department have done that Uh, your co-workers across the country are organizing for this are you going to get involved you 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 um rather than especially like rather than like we us or the union because you sort of want people to feel 
involved and feel that like responsibility for being involved. So yes, yeah, it's yeah, you yeah. statements. Fucking love them. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, like uh, you fucking see that in the way that the news reports on like union stuff. They'll say this union is doing this mm. and it is affecting workers. Now workers can't do what they want and not and and like artificially splitting the two apart when yeah. the union is workers yeah it's workers are doing this thing uh, and some of the some workers are complaining about this but uh, other workers are actually doing something like that it, it's but it, it's it's the the older uh, what's the word rhetoric it's a uh, pain in the ass um <laughs> is what it is um but yeah so that's um do that Keep doing that, building up the uh, this organizing committee. And this is kind of an iterative process. So you, you, you build your organizing committee, you get to know your coworkers again, you gather and map more information, continue building your organizing committee, uh, and, and, and con- continually do that. Um, and, and eventually you'll get to a point, um, and we'll get to that in a second, um, where you can actually... Uh, associate with a union or form your own if you really want to or, or whatever but before you can get to that you need to know how to run a committee and this is this will be different depending on the workplace and the union that you're trying to uh, like form a branch for or, or, or the union you're trying to form full stop um which will be very tricky but again if, if you if you're desperate for it mm-hmm. um but yeah uh you need uh like to run this democratically sort of thing um for a successful committee you you want like regularly turning up members uh to meet regularly make decisions collectively um organize collectively um and do this um and this is going to be the point where there will be friction because people are going to have different ideas to what decisions they want to make Mm -hmm. um and what things they want to do some people might just not like each other. Um, some some departments uh, as well, and this is a tricky one. Some departments might have interests that are counter to the interests of another department. Yep. Uh, it, which is tricky. Which is why it's it, it um and even in the same workspace, uh, a certain role might have conflicting interests with another role, even if they're both workers. Um, so there will be frictions. Uh, prepare for that <laughs> write down uh, like what the risk assessment i mean you can't fucking risk assess everything but like what could go wrong in your meetings how are you going to plan to do your meetings what do you do in the case of uh like if you're if you're voting on a decision what do you do if there's a like a a deadlock do you do you vote for 50 percent threshold do you vote for two-thirds threshold on things what do you do if like th- those fail and there's there's no consensus this thing needs to be planned and organized and again preferably democratically and collectively i mean if it's but you by yourself it's kind of tricky to do uh <laughs> until you start building up people but again it's why you need uh, like uh, i like iww they say at least three members in this organizing committee um but y- you can have uh I- again three i guess makes sense because you have an odd number, and two people would doesn't feel much of a committee. <laughs> um, so yeah, you continue running that committee. Re- repeat this process of getting to know more people, map and gather information, uh, recruit members, run the committee, uh, and you do that enough. And then in the future, if you are trying to create a union branch. Once you meet that union-specific prerequisite, you can form that branch, um, and that's that. That's kind of the end point for this episode. You've you've organised your workplace into a a union branch. Congratulations, you did it. Yeah. Well done, Liz. Go, Liz. Congratulations, Liz. We we stand a girl boss. <laughs> we stand a girl boss. <laughs> but yeah, a girl the, union boss. The, a woman's <laughs> place is in the union. Don't, don't say woman's place in union at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, 
this has been a really whistle-stop tour to sort of the concepts of organising. Uh, we might revisit some of these in detail a little bit later. Um, things like organising the workplace and holding like structured conversations around a campaign, yes, whether yeah, that's yeah. like getting union recognition, strike ballots, whether that's um, working for a particular... Um, particular improvement in your pay or conditions whatever these things have similarities in how you how you can effectively have these conversations with people uh, and we might revisit revisit them later uh, i can only uh, really recommend you read jane McAlvery's books um they're really good like the ideas in there are really really solid and applicable to the majority of workplaces as as i understand them uh the major issue as i said is concerns about like digital organizing and organizing for sure uh groups that uh, aren't located in a traditional sort of workplace environment um for which you'd probably need to look up uh, i think i've mentioned before things like how the iwgb organized Deliveroo drivers and yeah, what what yeah, they yeah. were doing because that's that's a different animal altogether than the majority of union organizing or majority yeah, of t- traditional union organizing yeah exactly so yeah thank you for for listening to this episode uh i i like hope it's been useful i know there were very broad strokes there's a lot of nitty-gritty that we did not go into because uh, we do not have time again. I both of us did this over like six weeks, mm-hmm. um, so like condensing six weeks worth of information into a fifty-minute podcast—it's not going to happen. It's, it's just <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, um, but but yeah. Um, beep, 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 alert, alert! Cool announcement! Cool announcement! Um, we have a YouTube channel now where I've been uploading all the other episodes too um it, you can you can go find it if you want uh we currently do not have our own custom url because we are a hundred uh, under 100 subscribers fortunately we are not youtube royalty yet but one day maybe um if you want to find us we're just unions in the uk over on that you will have to search for us because again we do not have a url lamau <laughs> <laughs> If you want to find us on other social media, we have a Twitter. It's just Unions in the UK over on Twitter. And we have an email, which is UK at gmail.com. The music in this episode was Solidarity Forever by Intellectual Darkwave. Nearly forgot it. So very sorry if you're still listening. Mm. You can find them over on Bandcamp under the same username. Uh, they're also on Instagram, which is where I asked their permission use that song uh cory yeah any parting words uh no honestly i'm i'm just very <laughs> exhausted um everyone make sure if you're a part of a union that is balloting on anything tell tell the union committee that you voted for the love of God. Oh yeah, please. Just re- please reach do. out. Please be active. It's so much easier to to record responses than it is to reach out to get responses to then record God, responses. Yeah. Please. And then get called like a, a, a telephone tyrant or an email tyrant. Or <laughs> yeah, be, to- be told someone voted in a postal ballot online. Online, like. yeah, yeah, just just be lied to. <laughs> Say someone telling you that they voted uh, a week before the voting has even opened. <laughs> Don't know how they did that. It's quite impressive. Yeah. Good on them, honestly. That's organization. That's time management. Yeah, yeah. That's grace. That's poise. <laughs> oh my god. Um, fuck's sake. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll see you uh, in the next one at some undisclosed point in time. (laughs) Yeah, like two weeks probably. Or maybe more. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Bye all. Bye.